Hello, everyone. Welcome to Codify, your go-to podcast about all things computer science. I'm your host, Marla. And I'm also your host, Avia. Okay, so as we all know, just a few weeks ago, Spotify Wrapped came out, where basically Spotify keeps receipts of every song and every artist you listen to. And at the end of every year, they package it into what I consider to be one of the most successful and most shareable marketing ploys on social media, also known as Spotify Wrapped. And so I wanted to take a little spin on Spotify Wrapped and create Codify Wrapped, where we summarize everything that we've kind of talked about and delved into the, um, this year and just going into 2023 and what it has meant for computer science and what strides have been made. So there's... A lot of things that have taken this year by storm, like AI, obviously, AI art, AI computer vision, natural natural processing, and even like algorithmic research, quantum computing, neural networks, green computing, blockchain technology, like the list can go on. But today, um, me and Avia have compiled uh, the biggest list of what we think are the most major advancements in tech so far. Okay, so... I think it's safe to say that 2023 was like the year of AI. Like we had ChatGPT um, in, I believe, November of November of 2022. Um, but a lot of more advanced advancements have came with that. We have Bard from Google and just a, bother, a bunch of other um, chatbots. So Avia, can you kind of go into what um, 2023 has meant for a lot of these large language models? Yeah, so large language models have definitely become much more popular this year. And they're basically, they have increased ability to do what smaller models cannot, like, for example, solving complex math problems. They harness massive data sets of text and code to perform very diverse tasks tasks such as text generation, translation, summarizing, and even summarizing and even answering questions so it's pretty much what chat gpt is built on and it's it's very useful and has become um, like very used by a lot of people this year however it does have some issues like it can cause social biases because of its ability to invent invent falsehoods which means that concerns around this bias and toxicity that this generation can uh, like come up with need to be addressed due to their, the inherent biases that the data sets can have. So in 2023, though, there's been a lot of new things. So there's been the surge of deep learning, which is a machine learning subset that utilizes artificial neural networks, which is basically driving numerous AI advancements. It's basically going to remain like a main focus point in the future just because it's so useful and it's just amazing that it's become a lot more popular this year. There's also the emergence of new AI hardware like specialized chips and accelerators, which enable larger and more complex AI models training and to get out there in the world, basically. It paves the way for AI applications across different sectors like healthcare, finance, and transportation. There's also the business adoption of AI, which allows there to be there, which allows operations to be streamlined, and more businesses can integrate AI for tasks ranging from like customer service to product development. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. 
I do want to add on to like the ChatGPT thing because I'm pretty sure they released ChatGPT 4 and they're planning on having like a marketplace where you can make your own ChatGPT bot and like customize it. Like if you want to make um, a, a bot like specifically for physics or a bot specifically to summarize history events and like create like a almost like a store, which I thought was pretty fascinating. So <laughs> lots of lots of advancements in these language models. Okay, so now I'm gonna go more into AI, but on a different kind of side into the computer vision. So in 2023, there have been so many strides in computer vision, like arguably the most exciting year for computer vision in the history of its existence. So we've had things like generative AI in the past, but with 2023, it's really it's really improved, like generative AI, data-centric AI, merged reality, which is kind of a mixture of augmented and virtual reality, facial recognition, and just overall more accurate 3D mathematical models. So one of the biggest models that, we're, that we've seen is the SAM model, which stands for the Segment Anything Model from Meta AI. And basically they released it in April of this year. And it basically just takes any sort of prediction for your data and makes it really high quality, like pixel level classified. So in the past, if you wanted to do this, you had to make a lot of these segmentation models from scratch, but Sam has completely changed what this has looked like for many of for many developers. So it can segment everything in an image or it can instance new segment objects within an image. And I believe like the GitHub repo has like 40K stars or something. So it's definitely very, very popular and one of the biggest rides that we've seen in generative AI. Also, I forget what the exact name of this was, but there was a new model that was developed and basically in the past, if you wanted to analyze any sort of data for supervised learning, which is the type of learning that requires user inputted data, it heavily relied on uh, captions and descriptions. So like if I had this huge data set of like apples and oranges, I always bring that example up. Um, but basically in the past, a lot of the developers had to make captions and really detailed descriptions and the machines really heavily relied on them. And this machine was able to just take this data and automatically create that, which has really made the process for supervised learning really, really fast and really, really efficient. So that was another big stride that we've had too. And lastly, I want to go into Dolly 2. So this does bleed into our next segment into AI art, but Dolly 2 is one of the first models that paved the way for text to image models. And it was actually named Time Magazine's, uh, it was within Time Magazine's top 100 inventions of the year. And what happens is the user inputs any sort of prompt um, and the machine will take that prompt and transform it into art. And it's rooted in a lot of like physics and fluid spreading and diffusion models. And it takes any sort of image and makes it really, really clear. So in the past, if I wanted to um, make like have the machine create an image of a famous celebrity of like a human or even of like a keyboard it could do it and it could get the general shape right but a lot of the times like the human would have like six fingers or the keyboard would just it would look like gibberish like the letters weren't even readable 
and a lot of things are really off and it wasn't actually how humans would draw it but now with what we're seeing with this model is it's creating images that are scary like it's scary accurate and it looks like it was actually drawn by some sort of professional artist so this was probably the biggest strides in ai art and in computer vision this year yeah yeah exactly so like i looked into our ar as well and it's just it's it's been so great for enhancing older or unclear images or being able to make like uns like unscrambled just random text that the computer shouldn't even be able to read but now it can and it's able to just do that and make it into a sharper image and it's just amazing what it can do and in 2023 AR has become so accessible like I know we've probably all seen from social media how like people can just generate random images and mm -hmm. just post it or put it in a reel or a TikTok or something like that like it's just insane how everyone can now use it and just randomly generate anything they want like I've seen like people generating like a Stanford student and it's just it's really cool to see what the computer comes up with and it's just it it's offering a new range of possibilities for artists and enthusiasts but I've noticed that there have been some worries about like ethics mm -hmm. because there's been like thoughts about like copyright and ownership issues, like who's really owning all these images. And sometimes the AI, because it is just a computer and it can't actually make anything new up completely by itself, there have been some debates over authenticity and really like, how is it being used? So mm -hmm. it's like misuse is a big problem that there is, but it's just, it's helping with so much and it's, in 2023, we can definitely see how it's truly come a long way because the artworks are so intricate and detailed. Mm -hmm. Like, I really like that point you brought up with, like, where does this art come from? Because there's this whole debate over, like, can we sue AI? Because a lot of the art that's being generated uses millions of pieces of artwork that original artists have made. And it's almost like stealing those ideas and using it to train its model, which can bring up a lot of ethical concerns as well. And I believe, like, OpenAI, they made an image generator. Like I went onto their website, I believe a few weeks ago, and there was like some pretty wacky things that it generated. Like one of them was Albert Einstein running a marathon in San Francisco <laughs> or like a bunch of like mosquitoes flying in the rainforest. Like like these these generators can make some pretty wacky things. So <laughs> yeah. interesting to see. Like if you like no one's drawing Albert Einstein running a marathon, you know. So <laughs> like come up with it on its own it has to know what a marathon is and know who albert einstein is and take all the images and combine them so i thought that was so interesting <laughs> yeah it really is <laughs> okay so now do you want to go more uh, a bit more into algorithmic research and what's been done with that this year so quantum computing is in 2023 is basically like rapidly emerging and it's come out and it harnesses the laws of quantum mechanics to solve problems that are too complex for classical computers. So the main there's a big main part of quantum computing, which is called Shor's algorithm that has come out recently. And it's pretty cool because it's a quantum computer algorithm that can solve prime factors of an integer really fast. So it just it. Basically, it's very hard to understand, but what it basically does, it has a huge impact. It can potentially lay waste to most of the internet security systems and is just one of the major achievements of quantum computing. 
However, in 2023, we have seen that practical quantum computers are still beyond reach because there's just too many errors and they can ruin calculations and take away any quantum benefits. So that just means a classical algorithm does... It just... A classical algorithm that's not quantum can do as well as a quantum one because a quantum one includes errors. So it's basically just like they're not very practical right now however in 2023 it is moving out of just laboratories and specific university physics departments and it's actually coming into industrial research and development facilities which is really cool because it's backed by multinational corporations and venture capitalists so it just gives it a huge future and the ability to improve rapidly which i think is really cool Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, now I'm going to go more into uh, so neural networks and vector-driven AI. So like when it comes to machine learning, it's really based on a lot of calculus and lots of mathematics. And one of the biggest advancements this year has been vector-driven AI. Um, so like the biggest flaws that we see with neural networks today <clears throat> is that number one, they require lots of energy and lots of resources to train and operate. And number two, it's really easy them easy for them to become like black boxes. So in other words, it's hard to understand what's actually going on within the network. So if I take some sort of neural network, basically what's happening is there's a set of input arrays and then there's a set of hidden layers where all the processing happens. And that's one of the biggest things that that we find really hard to understand because we have like a basic idea of what's happening, but we don't have a really detailed overview of the nitty gritty and just every single possibility. And so that's another flaw that we're seeing with vector-driven AI. And so instead of using a lot of the artificial neurons that detect these individual inputs into this data set, um, what vector-driven AI is doing today is it's really just create, it's creating lots of like multi-dimensional vectors with arrays of thousands of numbers. So this can go back to the quantum computing episode we did a few a few weeks ago, where basically a lot of the computers aren't just taking one dimensions, they're kind of making processes in different dimensions um, in order to speed up the process and handle every single outcome because there's billions if not trillions of different things that can happen in a given scenario with like a particle per se and this is what vector driven ai is doing and it's making computing more versatile and it's making a lot of the machines that we see today better equipped to handle errors it's making computations more efficient and it's allowing researchers to really consider like what these models can do within these hidden layers so even though vector-driven AI is in its like infancy stage, it's being put to bigger tests, it's being um, used for bigger and better things. And so I think in 2024, we're going to see so much done with vector-driven AI. And this year, 2023, was truly such a big stepping stone for it to advance in the future. So <laughs> that's vector-driven AI. Yeah, that's so cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and just, like, with all of these new inventions and stuff, there's also been a rise in, like, the question about sustainability, which I know even, like, outside of the realm of technology has been a huge topic for many years. But since technology has been being used even more and more, there's something that's been, like, brought up, which is green computing, which is basically sustainable computing, and it's the practice of maximizing energy efficiency and minimizing environmental impact 
in the ways uh, that computer chips, systems, and softwares are designed and used. So it's just basically reducing energy consumption and lowering carbon emissions in the best way possible. So today, all of these, um, there's so much more awareness about being green and the sustainability and also the material aspect of digital technology. And there's been like a few fires at data centers and there's all like, and data centers have really brought awareness to the impact of green technology this year. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like, uh, with like general AI and machine learning, there's been a lot of concerns about how ChatGPT and like barred language models use up a lot of energy within like its databases in order to cool them down. So I think green green computing is definitely a really big step in creating a more environmentally friendly world because we always talk about like converting to electric or trying to promote more sustainability within the industry, but that's not possible if we're not doing anything to create more energy efficient designs, whether that's for a computer or for a phone or minimizing the amount of resources and the amount of manufacturing that goes into hardware and software in a lot of our devices and recycling and redesigning things just to create a more sustainable product that can be used for longer and that can um, really help our earth in like terms of how much energy we use. So I think that's definitely a really important term to make. And also when we're advancing towards green computing, it's really gonna help a lot of the businesses that we're seeing today. Because if we think about a lot of the a lot of the technology that's being developed, it's very resource intensive, it's very expensive. We can't recycle it. So once we use it, we have to dump it out. So we have to use completely new materials to make that we could have just used recycled materials for. And there's lots of pollution going into it. So when we when we think about green computing from like a global perspective, it's not only helping the economy and sort of like the technology that we have and making it more efficient, but it's definitely helping um, our soil and our like globe as a whole. So I definitely think green computing it has a long way to go next year because technology is everywhere, but it's definitely something that has made really big strides this year. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else? I think that's good. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you everyone for listening to today's episode. If you have any questions or concerns, please do go to our Instagram at codify underscore podcast and we got, and we'll see you next year with our next episode. Thank you everyone. Bye.